Open up your Bibles. First Kings chapter 17. How many of you know that we serve a God of miracles? Today's a day of miracles. Amen. If you need a miracle, you came to the right place. Amen. Praise God. First Kings chapter 17. We're going to be reading a little bit. Starting in verse 1, it says, Now Elijah, who was from Tish Tishbe in Gilead, told King Ahab, As surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go to the east and hide by Kareth Brook, near where it enters the Jordan River. Drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you, for I have commanded them to bring you food. So Elijah did as the Lord told him and camped beside Kareth Brook, east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat every morning and evening, and he drank from the brook. But after a while, the brook dried up, for there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath, near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. Verse 10. So he went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks. And he asked her, Would you please bring me a little water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, Bring me a bit of bread too. But she said, I swear by the Lord, your God, that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house, and I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal, and then my son and I will die. But Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said. But make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said. And she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Thank God for his word. I believe that we serve a God of miracles. I've seen his power. I've seen the Lord supernaturally provide. Amen. I've seen God do things that there is no earthly way that it could have happened but God is good and he loves us and he will do it for us amen he will take care of his people he will provide for us here the man of God the prophet of the Lord following the word of the Lord the the Lord told him go to the brook I have commanded the ravens to feed you so here he was living by the brook and every day there was bread and there was meat. The ravens came, just flapping in. They came in with the blessing. They came in with what was needed. He didn't need, he didn't need other things. All he needed was food, and the ravens were commanded by God 
to produce the food for him. How I many believe that's a miracle? And when the water ran out, the word of the Lord came back to him and told him, go to this land. I have commanded a widow to feed you. So here he is. He's looking for that widow. You know, if that woman would have said, I'm not giving you nothing, he would have just kept on looking for the, another widow because he's following the word of the Lord. And when he went to that widow, she was getting ready to cook her last tortilla and her and her son were going to die. But she, but, the, but Elijah spoke the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. The oil will not run dry. The flour will not be used up until the, not only till the time of rain comes, but in time the harvest takes for it to grow again and produce a fruit for you. The oil and the flour will not run dry. Amen. Say the oil. The flour will not run dry. I want to share a couple of things regarding prosperity, blessings, increase. And this is what I'm going to share right now is for everyone. This is for the saved and the unsaved. Those that know God and don't know God. God blesses us with the seed of time. Everybody said the seed of time. We use it to gather skills, make relationships, and serve one another. There's three keys to increase using time. Three keys to increase using time. And this, understand this, that the Bible says the things that, that, that are hidden belong to God, but the things that are revealed belong to man. So this is, this is a principle that belongs to the world. You get to choose whether you're going to operate according to it or not whether you're going to receive the blessings of it or not. Amen. But, you know, an unbeliever could grab a hold of this and apply it to their life, and they will see the blessing happen because it is a principle. It is already a, a released wisdom of God that's in operation in this world. So these three keys to increase using the seed of time, you know, when we call it seed, that means you have to sow it, right? You have to sow it. You have to use it for something. Amen. And so the first seed is skills. That's where education comes. That's where learning from others comes. That's where, where uh, putting your hand to it and, and becoming better at whatever you do, day by day, moment for moment, that's where you're learning these skills. Amen? You know, I, I could cut the grass, but someone who's in the landscaping business will do it in, in a quarter of time that I'll do it and they won't be hurting and aching and, and, and sore the next day like I would be and they would do it so much better than I would ever do it because they gathered the skills they've improved themselves they've learned their craft you know I, you know I could learn and study electri uh, how to be an electrician but but there's others that have spent years learning it, and they will always be better than I am because I'm just using it for a moment, but they have invested their time, you know, from their life. They've invested a lot of time in learning that skill, amen? And so one of the keys to increasing is gathering skills. Another, the second key of, of, of sowing time is relationships. Everybody say relationships. How many, how many of y'all know a guy? You know... Uh, if, if something needs to sell, I know someone that sells things real quick. So whenever I have something to sell, I, I, I don't even try. I just say, hey, can you sell this for me? He does it real quick. I know a guy. Or how many of you have gotten deals because you knew a guy? Amen. I, yesterday, uh, we, we bought a, bar a barbecue pit because we knew a lady. She had the deal. She knew she, relationships. Amen. 
How about jobs? Oh, yeah, I have a friend that can do that work for you. I know a guy. Amen. Oh, yeah, you got to use my friend. That, I know that person. That, that, that guy, he does great. That girl does great. Uh, she, she, she's the right woman to do the job, you know, and that's because of relationships. You know, you know, know someone, you trust them, and you want to refer them and help them out because they're your friend. Oh, my cousin, he could do that. You know, relationships. And relationships are very important. Relationships are very important because uh, others invest in you. Others, they, they desire to see you succeed or they, 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 have, they appreciate what you've done for them in the past. So whenever they see something that others uh, are looking for and that you're the one that can provide it for them, they want to promote you. They want to promote you. I, I've learned something uh, using social medias. Whenever I have a need, you know, I'm looking for someone to do a work or a job or to buy something or to for information, I posted on Facebook and everybody knows the guy. It's never the person saying, hey, I could do that. It's always, oh, I have my, my cousin, my friend. And, and next thing you know, you got like all these referrals. You know, it's better than Angie's List, I'm telling you. My friends on, on Facebook, they're, they're amazing, amen? But it's because of relationships, because of relationships, amen? So you have to sow the seed of time into making relationships. You could be very skillful. Well, let me, let me continue, the third one. And then the third one is faithfulness. Faithfulness. You could be very skilled at what you do, but you show up late. The job is always half done. You're not reliable. No one's gonna want to invest in you. Because when you're, un when you're unfaithful, you destroy your relationship. Amen? And you can have all the skills in the world, but if you're unfaithful, you know, you're still on the job. I can't trust you. You're great at what you do, but I can't trust you. People will pay a lot of money just to know that they could trust you. Amen. So these are three keys. I wanted to share this with you on sowing the seed of time. You, you, you develop your skills. You know, whatever you do, you could do it better. Look at your neighbor and say, you could do better. Amen. You can always do better. You can always do better. You develop your skills. And number two, you build relationships. Relationships matter. Your neighbor matters. The people that sit next to you matter. Your family matters. You build relationships. Relationships don't come, just come. You have to build them. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, build relationships. Look at your other neighbor and say, be my friend. Amen. Hallelujah. And then the third thing is you have to be faithful. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Be faithful in whatever you do. Be honest. Walk with integrity and character. And you will see that there will be opportunities to increase. There'll be more work than you can handle. The, because you have to understand everything that we do, when we do it with the right heart unto the Lord, we're not serving money, we're serving God. Amen. And, I, you know, you might be a plumber, and, and, but you do the best with the gifts and the skills and the time that you have, making good relationships along the way, and you do it unto the Lord. Everything I do, I do it unto the Lord. Amen. And so you have to remind yourself that you're investing time day by day in your skills, in your relationships, and you're making sure that you stay faithful. 
it's as easy as I'm going to do for them what I wish others would do for me. Amen. Would I want to hire someone and them not finish the work? No. Or if I, if I, if, if I did as much as I could and I can't go any further, at least I would go find someone that can help them out to finish the job. Amen. And that's a, in a work setting, but also in a friendship setting in every area. And these three things, if you, if you follow these and practice these things, you'll see there'll be tons of opportunity, tons of opportunity, and there'll be great increase upon your life. Can I hear an amen? Hallelujah. And I thank God for that. Amen. But something changes. There are certain seasons that these skills are not as valuable. These three areas are not as valuable as others. There are times of famine. You could be a great farmer, but, but if the soil is not prepared for the seed, it doesn't matter how, how many seeds you sow into it. If the soil is dead, it will not produce for you. In a time of famine, you can have all the friends in the world, you can have all the skills in the world, all the, all the faithfulness in the world, but, but if the land is, if there's no rain in the land, it's not going to grow. And here Elijah was, and the people, and the king, the king himself, he, had, he owned all the land, but he couldn't even find grass for his, his own horses to feed upon, his livestock to feed upon. Because in a time of famine, things just don't grow. And I wanted to talk about this today, about fortifying, fortifying yourself in your faith. Fortifying your faith. Because even though this world changes, our, the kingdom of God does not. And even though the land and, and the situations around us and politics and, and wisdom of this world uh, all these things are moving and changing, and, and it seems like we can't, there's nothing that we could control. But you can fortify yourself in the Lord that no matter what happens in this world, you know that the kingdom of God is always available to you. That even if you find yourself with nothing to, nothing to eat, the word of the Lord will send you by a brook where God will command a raven to feed you and water to flow to, so that you could drink. Amen. God will send you to a place where there's a command upon someone else's life to take care of you. There are great acts of God's mercy that are available for us. And where we are at right now, you might say, Pastor Kevin, I'm good. I got all that I need. And I thank God for that. But seasons change needs change. And even if, if the world is doing well, your situation could change where you need a miracle. You don't just need, oh, uh, I don't need more skills. I don't need more, more relationships. I don't, I don't need to, to show myself faithful. I need a miracle. I need God to do something special for, to take care of me and my family. Amen. And that's what I wanted to speak to you about, fortifying your faith. Fortifying your faith, amen? And fortifying, that word fortify, it means to make strong and secure. Everybody say fortify. Make strong, secure. You have to fortify your faith in the word of the Lord. There was a, 
a video, I was trying to find it so I could play to you this morning, but I couldn't find it. But it was a young lady, a young mother. She must have been about 20 years old. And her baby is asleep on her lap. And she's crying, recording herself and putting this video out. And she says this. She says, I spent all night in the ER with my, with my child. He has some sort of disease. And she's crying and she's asking. She says, I'm asking you to come in agreement with me as we beseech the Lord for his mercy upon my child's life. That is a word and a, and a terminology of someone that has been taught how to walk by faith and not by sight. How to go before God and receive the mercies of God in their time of need. How to go into the throne room of grace and receive mercy and grace in, for, for her needs. And so when she said, I want you to join me as we beseech the Lord for healing for my child. Man, I was undone. I was like, this woman knows. It doesn't, I mean, even though she's facing something difficult right now and she had to go through a lot of hardship with her child, but her faith in God is fortified. And that's the way our faith needs to be. Our faith in God needs to be fortified. That no matter what happens, no matter what we might go through, no matter what we might hear in the news or see, see on TV, no matter what, our faith is not in what we see. Our faith is not in what other people say. Our faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of his word. Amen. Our faith is in the word of God. Somebody shout fortify. Elijah followed the word of God. And the ravens fed him. He followed the word of God. And the widow fed him. A miracle took place. Not only to feed Elijah, but if it wasn't for Elijah showing up, that widow would die. Would have died of hunger. Amen. And so we must follow the word of God. Because you don't know if God is taking you through something so that he could release a blessing for someone else. Amen. We have to put our faith in the power of God, the word of God, amen? And so I want to share with you how to fortify your faith, how to fortify your faith. And some of you might have said, well, pastor, you know, I'm good. I don't need to take, I don't need to understand this. When your time of need comes, you're going to wish you had heard this message and paid attention and received this in your heart because pastor's not going to be there to preach it to you but today is the time that God has chosen for you to hear this word because there are things that are happening in this world that we have no control over the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust but just because it might be the world might be going through something it should not be, have to touch you if you learn how to fortify your faith in the word of God there might be a time of lack. There might be a time of famine. We've been dealing with this thing for, for almost two years now. And it seems like there's no end in sight. There are stuff that people are making up day by day. And there are all these troubles happening in the world. I can't play their games. I have to walk by faith and not by sight. I can't walk in despair and in poverty and brokenness and shame and guilt. When Jesus Christ paid the price for me to be saved, healed, and delivered and free. I can't be defeated because God has made me more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. So I have to fortify my, my faith so that I could be a light 
shining in a dark world. I have to fortify my faith so that I could be a help to somebody who does not know the saving power of Jesus Christ. Tell your neighbor, fortify your faith. How do I fortify my faith? Number one, I have to follow the word. I have to follow the word. Some people say, well, I read the word. I've heard the word. But are you following the word? If Elijah never went to the brook, if he never looked for the widow, the word would have been, not have been un it would have been unprofitable to him. Some of us want the blessings of God, but we don't want to be obedient to the word of the Lord. You have to follow the word. Well, pastor, do I have to change my life? Does the word of God call for your life to be changed? Is the word of God changing your life? It's not about me. Don't, don't ask me for my opinion. Find out what the word of God says about you and follow the word. Don't change the word to, to suit you. We don't, we don't change the, world, the word. The word changes us. Amen. And so we follow the word. The things that the word says that, that we should be and what we should do, we, that's what we do. That's what we speak. That's what we should be. The things the word says that we should stay away from, we should stay away from it. But pastor, you know, why do I have to give up these things? Does the word of God say flee from it? Yes, then flee from it. But why? Stop asking questions. <laughs> It's not, my, not, it's not my word, it's God's word. You, if you want what the word has for you, follow the word. If you don't want the, want the word, what, what, what God has for you, walk like the world. Amen? See, your faith has to be so strong in the, in the word of God that it doesn't matter what happens in society. It's not going to change you. Amen? Jesus even said this, you must love God, you must love him more than you love your family. I have friends, I have a friend of mine, an Ethiopian pastor. He was a Muslim man. His family said, we'll kill you if you give your life to Jesus. He says, I'm a Christian. They threw him out of a window four stories high. He has all the scars of the injuries he suffered. But he walked away from his family so he could follow the Lord. Somebody say, follow the word. Number two, believe and expect something to happen. Believe and expect something to happen. Elijah just didn't go to the brook. He went to the brook looking for the ravens. Why? Because the word of God says, I commanded the ravens to feed you. When he went to the land, he didn't just go into the land. He went looking for the widow. Why? Because God said, I commanded the widow to feed you. Amen? You have to believe and expect something to happen. When the word of God says, the believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And I pray for someone, I put my hand upon them, I expect something to happen. 
When I come before someone, I ask them to pray for me. I'm not asking for their sympathies, and I'm not asking for their understanding. I'm asking for them to go before God and, and, and come in agreement with me that what I need shall be provided the moment that we pray. I don't receive it when it happens. I receive it the moment we ask. I walk by faith and not by sight. So the moment that I've asked in the name of Jesus, I claim that it is mine in Jesus' name, and I expect it to happen. That's why I'm not surprised when I see something amazing happen. A miracle shows up. A blessing comes through. I'm not surprised because you don't know how long I've been believing God that it is done in the name of Jesus. For some of you, you might say, whoa, this praise God. It's so good to see the changes happening around here. You don't know how many years have been holding on to a word to see the change take place. Amen. So you have to expect something to happen. Amen. Believe and expect something to happen. The Bible, you know, the word of God calls us believers. We're not doubters. We're believers. How many of you believe in the word of God? How many of you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? How many of you believe in the power of the name of Jesus? We are believers. If you're doubting, you're on the wrong side of the word. Say, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Hallelujah. In James chapter 1, verse 6, it says, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Now, the translation says they are double-minded. Amen. You can't be double-minded when it comes to having faith that is fortified. You can't be, oh, I know God's word says this, but what if something, what if it doesn't happen? We learned yesterday, uh, last week, that our belief is not in our head. Our belief is in our heart. I believe in my heart. There's always going to be arguments of failure, arguments of not being successful. There's always going to be arguments. What if this happens? What if what's happening to them happens to me? What if I were to get sick? What if I don't have the provision? What if they change, you know, where I'm not able to succeed? There's always going to be arguments. There's always going to be battles. There's always going to be testings that you're going to have to go through. Amen. But when you have brought it before the Lord, let your faith be solidified. I receive from the Lord my healing. I receive from the Lord my provision. It is done. It is finished in the name of Jesus. My miracle is on the way. I receive it in my heart. I shall see it with my eyes in Jesus' name. There was a woman. This was in uh, right after, I think this was in the turn of the 1900s, uh, early 1900s. And uh, she, her family, she had a son raising the child by herself. They were, they're a black family. And they didn't have any money. Very, very poor, living in, in, the, in Louisiana, in, the, in, the, in the, the forest or the, in the outskirts of, of Louisiana. It's not Barrio. <laughs> in the bayou, in the bayou. And so here, you know, 
they go to church, they, 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 they love God, but they didn't have anything. Very, very, very poor. And she used her faith for her son to graduate from high school. Everyone in the church told her, you know, your son should quit school, work, help provide for your, fam for your family. And she said, nope, God is going to take care of our family. My, my boy is going to graduate high school. And so she used her faith for her boy to graduate high school. After her boy graduated from high school, she, she told her son, she said, son, you're going to college. And the boy said, mom, I, we don't have any money. And she says, here's a bus ticket to go to that school. Here's $5 to buy food. And when you get there, just get in line. God will provide. So that her son got on, the, on that bus, went to the school, got in line. And as he's in line, he hears his name. The man's name was Evie. Said, Evie. He didn't respond, he just stayed in line. Evie. Didn't respond. The person's calling out his name, got closer. Evie. Tapped him on the shoulder. Are you Evie? And he looked at him and said, Yes, sir. Listen, please don't make me get out of my out of line. My mother told me that to get in line, I have to go to school. I'll work. I'll do whatever it takes. Just don't make me get out of line. And the man looked at him and said, Evie, we have a full scholarship waiting for you. You have to work your faith. That man became one of the greatest evangelists and preachers. His name is E.V. Hill. Some of you with gray hair might know him, might have heard of him, went on to be with the Lord. But man, can this man, that man of God knew faith and helped us understand. Amen. I don't know what's happening tomorrow, but I do know what happened 2,000 years ago. And what happened 2,000 years ago is greater than any of the challenges that we have tomorrow. You have to fortify your faith and not let go. Don't allow anybody to rob you of the truth that you have in Jesus Christ. Follow him. Believe his word and you will see the glory of God. Do you believe that today? Amen. Can we just give God praise? Amen. Hallelujah. We don't compromise. We hold on to God's word. I want to pray with you. I'm not praying for you for today. I'm praying for you what might happen tomorrow. I understand that you, you might need a miracle today. And I come in agreement that God will provide for you and God will somehow make a way. Maybe it's a healing miracle, a financial miracle, a breakthrough, whatever it is. I, I'm, I'm believing God that with you that you will see his glory. Amen. But tomorrow, new things happen tomorrow. But do not allow what you hear tomorrow to change who you are today. You are not defeated. You are not alone. God is with you wherever you go. And his word is alive, strong, and powerful. Amen.
It's powerful. It is greater than any of the challenges that you have. The word is your victory. Amen. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands to heaven. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you that we don't walk by fear, but we walk by faith. I thank you, Lord, that you are a God of miracles, Lord, that you give wisdom, direction. You give us strength that, that nothing in this world can, can understand or comprehend, Father God. Lord, I thank you that you are a God of miracles, that you're a God of blessing. And Lord, you are also a God of divine protection. And Lord, right now I ask you to, to surround your people with your angels of protection. I ask you, Lord, to release your winds of favor upon them. Lord, to give them your blessings, Father God, that overflow upon their life, Father. Let your word be, be the, the guideposts of their heart, that they will follow your word in spite of whatever they may go through tomorrow. I prophesy that they shall lack no good thing, that you will always provide more than enough, and that your voice will be clear, strong, and sharp to lead them wherever they go. I thank you, Lord, that we will be a blessing to others and fulfill the, the, the covenant that we have with you, Lord, that you will bless us and make us a blessing. I thank you, Father God, for supernatural miracles that will take place upon their lives, Father God. And now, Father, we fortify our faith. We hold strong to your word. We will not allow this world to change us, but we will hold on to your word, and your word shall shape and mold us. And I thank you, Father God, that our children will see, will see what you've done in our life, and they will be inspired to serve you all the days of their life. We thank you, Father God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us and guiding us. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God.